code violation, verbal abuse. Surprise, surprise. I bet you thought you'd heard the last of us. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Yeah, We Said It. Uh, Yes, it is October. And yes, we are recording another episode during the Asian Swing. We told y'all we about this life this year. All right. We're doing better. Um, Donnell, how are you feeling today? Uh, Apprehensive. (laughs) Apprehensive. Okay. Apprehensive. All right, we'll take it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of news to cover because for whatever reason, um, I failed to address several news topics on our last episode. Um, <laughs> I have no other excuse than I just flat out forgot. So a lot of a lot go. of stuff did break the day after we recorded though, so we gotta cut ourselves some slack. Also true. Also true. Uh, first up, I have Damian Steiner, who was the first Argentine to umpire a major singles final at Wimbledon this year. Uh, was fired last month, I guess, well, that would be in August now, after giving a series of interviews without permission from the ATP. Um, on one show, he recommended some notable rule changes, restricting the use of towels during play, um, abolishing service lets, which by the way, I am totally for, and uh, allowing some form of in-match coaching. In another interview, he said he believed Federer was going to win Wimbledon when he held two match points. I'm pretty sure we all believed that Roger Federer was going to hold serve at 40-15 and win Wimbledon at that time, so I don't understand what the issue is there. Um, He didn't say he wanted Fed to win. He just said he thought he would win from that position. Um, the ATP stated that both the number of interviews and the content he discussed were what determined his being fired rather than suspended or reprimanded differently. Yeah. Hmm. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, Especially since he just, like, he just made it to umpiring a major yeah, final. Yeah. Boom. Now it's all gone. And that was I, that was the reason why he was giving so many interviews was because his popularity went way up in Argentina after having umpired that final. So people wanted to hear from him about umpiring this historic men's singles final at Wimbledon. Like, um, I don't know. It's kind of weird that they took that kind of action on that when they failed to take action on so many other things. Um, Sloane Stevens and Madison Keys were elected to the WTA Player Council in August, joining Donna Vekic, Alexandra Krunich, and Gabriela Dabrowski. It's an interesting uh, bunch. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what they can get done. Interesting. We never discussed Mike Bryan being fined $10,000 during the U.S. Open for making a gun gesture toward a line judge with his racket. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and for me, I <laughs> I saw um I saw the Bryans in an exhibition in 2007. I went with some players from my my high school team back then and we saw them and I like I remember I think it was Mike hit a kick serve that literally bounced over the fence behind his opponent on the other side of the court. Like that's how high it went. Um and I just remember them being like really tall and I'm pretty sure I still have the poster they signed somewhere. Um so I used to be fans. I used to really like them and I remember rooting for them to win the calendar year Grand Slam in two thousand I think it was like two thousand twelve because or thirteen or something. It was somewhere around there. Um they did not they lost at the semifinal stage I think at the US Open. But um, I'm, I view them much differently now than I did back then. So when this happened at the U.S. Open this year, first of all, I was not that surprised because these are the things that white men do and usually get away with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it was extremely inappropriate <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. There's no way of excusing it. I don't know why he thought it was okay to do. But again, like I said, this is something he's probably used to getting away with. It's probably not even the first time he's done it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, he a completely justified find. He definitely should not have done that. And, I mean, he... I don't even know if you can really say he owned up to it because his apology was like one of those non-apologies, like, mm -hmm. you know, sorry, sorry if I offended anybody type of thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah, he 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 got he got the fine. So next, indeed, next because they don't win anything anymore. Um, Borna Chorich has split with PID Tennis Center, which um, I should have done some research on this. I wonder if he was with PID Tennis Center last year. I think he was. I think he's been with them for like a long time. I think really? that's why this. Yeah, I think that's why this like was a big deal. Yeah, because his results this year have not been great. Um, for the most part. It's, well, I mean, in comparison with last year, anyway. Right. Um, but hopefully he can figure out some different things. It seems like he's kind of lost the plot a little bit. Even, like, if I watch him play, he doesn't necessarily do the things that he's great at and he doesn't play the same style of tennis that he was playing a year ago or or so um so we have some comebacks <laughs> and i did I, I posted a poll on our on our uh show twitter about these comebacks because one of them is uh Kim Clijsters coming back again um yeah like I didn't I when I was I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw the video and I was like this can't be what I think it is but like her face was there and it's like like this has to be something else like maybe she's opening a tennis center or uh something it just 
I just for I couldn't have been another comeback and sure enough it was and I'm like uh okay <laughs> but you know she knows how to she knows how to come back so maybe she can I don't yeah, know. we'll we'll see. I'm interested to see where she where she comes back. Like if she's um you know going to be playing in January, or if it'll be like later you know later next season. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm quite surprised and interested to see you know where this goes. Like you know she's played a few exhibitions in here and there, and I mean she looked fine. But at the same time, you know it's an exhibition. It's not playing on the tour all year. So um. I don't know. I'm 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 very intrigued by this this comeback. And I was thinking like, you know, she retired in 2012. Like it's been a while. You know, it doesn't while. feel like it's been that long, but it's that's been that's a long time, 7 years. Mhm. Um wow. See, the so other... this, is, this is longer than her first retirement, right? Much longer because the yeah. first time she re- she left in what like 07. And then came back in 09. So it really wasn't very long at all. Um, The other comeback to me is even more surprising, but I'm excited about it because I liked her when she was on tour. Um, Tatiana Gullivan is coming back too. Um, She left the tour in 2008 with a chronic back inflammation um, but career singles high number 12 and 2004 main draw champ at the French Open in doubles with Gasquet, which I did not remember, but I looked it up. Uh, but again, I did like her. She was very talented. She was a good player. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what she can, what she can do on this tour with this new Carpet Girls because the tour has changed a very lot. Hot. Since I 2008. See, I, I actually see this uh, return going the way of uh, Vita Silva. You do? Yeah. Seriously. I don't. There, there was, there was, <laughs> there's like legit no reason in my mind why Nicole couldn't make it anywhere near, like, not even, I don't even want to say the top, but anywhere near relevance in her comeback. I no, there mind. is there is there is a reason, and I'm about to tell you exactly what it is. And it's the same reason that I don't see these comebacks going the same way. It is because Vitasova, when the tough gets going, she does not go with it. Okay, when it gets tough and rough out there, and she's not winning, she gives up. It's exactly right. the same thing she did in her first career. So she thought she was going to come back and everything was going to be easy, and it wasn't. Okay, she got her ass kicked. On the challenger tour, she didn't even get really get to the main draw that much, right? Yeah. So she decided, oh no, I I'm out here, I'm not out here for this. Like it was, it was either going to be super duper easy, and she's going to get back to the top of the game, but she was not going to do it at all. And the thing with Gullivan is, Gullivan, Gullivan never reached quite the high that Vitasova did at the very top, at the very height of her career. But she didn't, she didn't leave the tour because she gave up. She left the tour because she had a chronic back injury. So she right. was forced to leave. It was not her choice. And Vita Silva made that decision not once but twice. Just because it got hard. So that's why I think this comeback is going to be different. Vita Silva, at the end of the day mentally just wasn't that girl. She had the game but mentally. We'll see. I'm also interested to see where she comes back to. Like 
will she be starting as soon as next season starts? So, you know, we're not going to see her till like the grass or something. I think Kim said that she was going to be trying to start right at the start of the year. She was going to give herself a couple months to really try to get in shape. Um, but I'm not sure about Gullivan at all. Good luck to them both. Oh, and I mentioned the Twitter poll. So it was 40 to 40 in excitement with these comebacks. And there was a 20% that said they were waiting for a third choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darren Cahill will join Simona Halep's team in an official capacity. Because I'm pretty sure he never left. Right. Um, yeah. So good for them. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is a surprise. Whatever, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Naomi Osaka split from Jermaine Jenkins literally the day after we recorded our last episode. Um, Yeah. Uh, We'll talk in a minute more about her results since splitting with him, but uh, apparently it was a good decision. Right. It, was, it shocked the hell out of me. Look, You know what? I can't even say that because I kind of thought they would split, but I thought it would be like at the end of the season. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, it, it, it seems like it's working out. Whew. The third annual Labor Cup took place. Um, Team Europe won for the third year, although it was much closer than I thought it should have been. Um, no, for real. Yeah. They're going to learn to stop inviting team to hardcore events, which, you know, I wrote this down right before he won Beijing <laughs> for his second hardcore title this year. But um, even still, like, um, this was actually my first time watching Labor Cup. I did not watch the last two years because I did not care. I watched. I watched. All of the first year, I think I watched maybe two matches last year, and then I watched the whole thing this year. Labor Cup is so much fun. It's ridiculous. Like, it I'll talk fun. shit about it. I will talk <laughs> shit about it all year long. But once it shows up, I have a good time watching it. It was fun. I did enjoy watching it. Um, and this was, I guess, something that we never discussed on the show. I found out you didn't even know about it, but they... Um, let the labor cup results count. You know? Yeah, I was and about they, to bring that up. Yeah, they backlogged the last two years and made those results count too in the head to head. So now that is it, some bullshit. That's some bullshit. Is. And I'm I'm all for I'm all for like, the labor cup matches counting in like head to heads or whatever. You know, ATP sanctioned event now, fantastic, great. You know, bring out the you know real competitive spirit in these men. But to like backdate the older the matches from the previous two years and all of a sudden they now count. And those players head to heads, that's kind of fucked up because, you know, when they were playing those matches, they weren't playing them with the fact with, you know, in mind with in mind, the fact that they would actually matter in their like head to heads. Correct. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, But I guess it is what it is. I don't. Um, I'm kind of glad that that. Well, I shouldn't say I'm glad. 
I'm, it's it's a petty glad because I know that Felix was asked to play for Team World and he turned it down. Um, from the perspective of him gaining match experience and things of that nature with all of these great players, um, he probably shouldn't have turned it down. But from yeah. the perspective of Team World pretty much totally being trash, um, I'm glad that he did. So, you know, there's a give and take. Um, oh, so it took over a month, but the ATP finally completed their investigation concerning Nick Curious on court antics in Cincinnati that resulted in a $113,000 fine. The conclusion was that he committed aggravated behavior under the player major offense provision. They fined him another $25,000 and gave him a 16-week ban that will only be applied if he commits similar acts in the next six months. So he's on probation. Six-month probation. And which, which incident was this? You know, I don't know. It's hard to tell nowadays. So it was something he did in Cincinnati. Because I know, I, I know, think he went after the umpire or something. I don't know. I'm just look, whatever. I'm, um, I'm, I can't. I don't. I'm running out of things to say when it comes to his behavior and also the way he's treated. It's a, it's, it's a mind fuck for real. Um, it doesn't. For for optics reasons, it does it really doesn't look good for them to have waited that long um, through the U.S. Open, through Labor Cup, and all of that to then hand him that uh, whatever you want to call it ruling um, after he had already played all these events and done all these fun things. Right. Um, it it took them a long time to arrive at that. Um, always when I think of bans on, in terms of tennis, I always think of the t the two year ban that Serena was given after she went after Shino. Right. Um. Yeah, she was on probation for a whole two years. Now it turns out she didn't actually play those two years because, you know, um, some of uh, some somebody at, with a bottle of glass had it out for her at Wimbledon after Wimbledon the next year but um yeah I mean that was a two-year probation for for that so and he got six months anyway um yeah I don't I mean it'll be interesting to see if he can go the next uh six months without cutting up at all because we've literally never seen him do that for that long right so that'll be interesting to see if he can actually do it he said i think he said something about like challenge accepted or something like that on like instagram or something i don't know he said something about it that he's okay with it so yeah i mean we'll see because whenever he whenever he gets too bored in a match or whatever he got to start some shit so, mm -hmm. 
Anyways, um, as of last Monday, Novak Djokovic has clinched the third spot on the all-time list for weeks at number one on the ATP Tour, passing Yvonne Lindell, who was at 270 weeks, after having also just passed Jimmy Connors, who was at 268 weeks. Pete Sampras sits at 286 weeks, which, as of this week today, is only 14 weeks away from Novak tying it. Um, then Fed is, of course, at 310 weeks. So basically, when it's all said and done, this is just another record that Novak will own, and consequently, few people will actually care about. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a long time. It's a lot of weeks. Um, and he could very well clinch that second spot, like, what, like this year? Or in starting next year? Um, there is a race for the number one ranking right now, but with Nadal out of Shanghai, I think it's going to hurt a little bit. That's clearly why Novak was in Tokyo and he ran through the Ezra also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's working in his favor right now. Um, so there's a lot of tennis that has been played already since the U.S. Open. Um, on the women's side, in Osaka, Naomi Osaka won. She beat Poots, Mertens, Paz, without dropping a set. Um, and that was where, we, I guess we were going to bring up her split with Jermaine because, you know, she split with Jermaine and then immediately wins a title. And we were laughing about it. And it's, you know, you can throw up one title and it be... You know, you just know, a coincidence. Pure coincidence so what, right? yeah. And she usually plays well in Japan, you know. Right. Right. She hadn't she hadn't ever won it before, but you know, she usually plays pretty well. She made the final here twice. So, you know, it wasn't surprising that she, you know, got over the hump this time. Right. Um, but uh yeah. Goes she goes on and wins Beijing. <laughs> And uh, she she won it impressively too. She took she took out some some quality scalps. She beat uh, Andrescu, who's been on a spectacular run all year. Did you and watch she, that match? I did. That was they those girls were playing. Okay, they were it was it was that was very good, good hitting. Wow, seriously, like, if they if they I mean, can, if they can work, keep that up sneaking. when they when they play each other, then that would be fantastic. Yeah, it was it was very exciting to watch that. I, it was a lot. Yeah, so yeah. she uh she she splits with Jenkins and wins her next two tournaments. So and she also she also beat Risk in Beijing, which is saying something because Risk is very informed these days. She beat Risk and then also beat the number one in the world, Barty. So yeah, Risk just coming wins. off a Wuhan final. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it kind of makes uh, Jermaine look look. It kind of makes him look bad. <laughs> she come out the gate like that right after they split, but um, I think he'll get more coaching work. At least I hope he does. You know, somebody get him another shot. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, it could just be the pairing, you know. Right. Um, Guangzhou Sophia Kennan won her third title of the year. Um, in Seoul, uh, Carolina Muchova won. Wuhan, we mentioned. Uh, Donnell's favorite player, Irina Sabalenka, won. Ah, uh, 
I could not mm-hmm. believe it. And you know what? <laughs> I was so I was so irritated. <laughs> so irritated because I really could not stand her. But you know, she defended her. She defended her title because she won here last year too. Oh, I did not remember that. Yeah. So she, you know, shout out to her. Wow. And she beat right. Burton's Barty and Risk on the way yeah. to that. So that's pretty good too. Yeah, pretty good. They all flops too, but whatever. Um, and then Tashkent, uh, Allison Van Uttebank won. So those are all of the titleists on the women's side. Um, this week in Tanjin, Kenan withdrew, and Venus lost today. So Ugh. someone in that draw will win. I don't know who. <laughs> I didn't even look at the whole draw. Uh, um, I think... Ugh. Wang Chang is the, is the two seed in that draw. Um, and then Lance Burton's, Kiki Burton's, took a wild card because she is trying to take the top eight spot from a mother who shall remain nameless today. Um, <laughs> Yo. Benchich, Pavs, Gerges, and Kiki Ludinovich are also in that draw. So it's a cute little draw there. We'll see who wins. It's uh, it's two spots left for the uh, WTA finals. We got six mm-hmm. people, six players qualified so far: uh, Barty, Pliskova, Halep, Andrescu, Osaka, and Kvitova. So, let's see. Race to Shenzhen. Next up is Spitalina. She's at seven in the race. Serena's at eight, but Serena's not going. So we already know that. I mean, they might as well just take her name off the list. Like, why should it? Just, it's just taking up space. We'll see her in Australia. Yep. Um, on the men's side of things, in Mets, Joe Wilfried Songa was able to claim another title this year. Um, St. Petersburg, Medvedev won. So that was pretty cool. Uh... Shangdu was Karina Busta. Shout out to him. His first title since 2017. Wow. Um, and then Beijing team one. Uh, and Tokyo was, of course, Novak Djokovic because who was going to beat him in that draw? Right. Um, but he, I, I will say that he did play very well. He played really, really well, um, especially in the matches with uh, Luka Pui and uh David Goffin, he played very, very well in those matches. Um, Shanghai this week. Oh, there's a lot of matches that already took place. Uh, oh, wait, be- before we before oh. we get into uh, Shanghai, did we, we, you didn't mention Damon Orr, did you? Because he won Zhuhai. His third title not. of the year, I think. I did not. I skipped right over Zhuhai. My bad. Yeah, that's, I think I'm pretty sure that's his third title this year. Yeah. So, shout out to the, to the youngin. He's doing very well. Yeah, that was a good title from the win. He played well. Uh, yeah, Beautiful trophy, too. Oh, my God. Skipped over that. Huh. Um, okay, so Shapovalov defeated Tiafo. Monfils defeated Sonego. Hercats over Zhang. Nori over Simone. Sousa defeats Karjanovic. Pospisil defeating Schwartzman, which was notable for me. Yeah, that was um, a surprise right there. Yeah. Fonini defeating Query. Murray defeating Landero, which I am actually watching the replay of on Tennis TV right now. 
Um, Andy is moving really, really well. I'm so happy. Um, Fritz defeating Verdasco. Garen defeating Cuevas. Bachelashvili defeating Albert. Pierre defeating Chekinado. Karina Busta defeating Zhang. Shardy defeating Edmund. Kukushkin defeating Kazmanovich. And Ramos Vinolis defeating Chilich. Oh shit. I didn't even realize Chilich lost already. Yep. And so Ramos Vinolis is playing Federer. Hmm. And Fed's first match. Um, of course, Nadal withdrew this week in Shanghai. Do you remember what the injury was? Wrist. Okay. Um, I remember them uh, talking about his wrist during Labor Cup. But um, oh really? Yeah. So I'm not too surprised that he's out. I just I just hope he can play London. That's still a glaring title missing from his resume. Right. Uh, at the top of the draw, you have Novak Djokovic, of course. He'll now play Shapo. Um, Damon Arm, Monfils, and Tsitsipas are in that section. Nice little section. Tsitsipas uh, could get uh, would get Bublik or Oji Ayasim in the second round. He's never beaten uh, Oji Ayasim, but Felix has also not been playing very well since the grass. He's kind of in a slump, yeah. And Tsitsipas um, uh, looks like he's on his way back to playing. You know, he's on his way back to playing a lot better because he did not have a good uh, summer hardcore season no, at all. But he played well in Beijing last week, so yeah, that was made made the final there. Yeah. Lost in three. Um. Should have won that match. Oh my god! Definitely should have won that match. I'm very, but I mean, so you can't, you can't give team a way back in a final because then For if real. it gets to a third, he's just going to red line and hit you off the court. Yep. So you can't let him get back in the match. You have to close him out. Um, the next section is Daniel Medvedev, the three seed. He plays Cam Nori. Fonini, Murray, and Kachanov are all in this section. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I see Medvedev coming out of this. Medvedev, Kachanov, quarter. It would be nice for Murray to come out of that. I would love that. That would be fantastic. But you I know, would absolutely love that. He's I'm getting better every match. Every but... match. Every single match. He moved yeah. so well in that first round. Yeah, he really did. So um, there. yeah, it would, it would be nice, but you know I'm not gonna put too much on him. It's just you know take it one one match at a time for him. Right. Uh, team is the top seed in the next section. He plays Karina Busta. Take it out. Um, Berrettini and RBA are in this section. I mean, I guess teams coming through this. I mean, he could lose to anybody. It's a hard court after all. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. And, of course, the last section belongs to Roger Federer, who plays Ramos Vinoles. Goffin, George, and Zverev are in this section. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we def I, think, I think we're in for Zverev, Federer quarter here. Zverev's looking a lot better after Labor Cup. He's um he's been playing a lot better. 
still not where he should be, still too far behind the baseline, but better. Yeah, we'll see. If, because you mentioned, I don't know if that was on the show or not, but you mentioned that the Shanghai courts are supposed to be playing a little quick, which they usually mm-hmm. are. Uh, if he's back there behind that baseline, Chile. Yeah. Um, yeah. My semifinalists are Novak, Medvedev, Berrettini, and Federer. Uh, I have Novak, Medvedev, Team Federer. Berrettini might be the better choice, though. I think I'm going to go with you on that one. Because I forgot all about that young man. Oh, yeah. He's playing well. He's on the up and up. I like him. So, do you have power rankings? I do. I guess that's next. Um, my women's side, I have Osaka at number one, Andreescu at number two. I actually have Barty at number three. Um, even though she's not winning these titles, she's playing well. That was good for her to get to the Beijing final. Um... I have Risk at number four <laughs> and Sophia Kennan at number five, even though she had to withdraw this week with the, with an injury. Okay. Um, our, my top three are the same as yours. And at four, I have Pliskova. Um, she won. She won. What was that? Zhenju? She won one of the premier events here in Asia. Uh, she did? Yep. So I give her that, and uh, I do not have a fifth, but I I think I can um I can agree with you on Kenan with that one. How come I didn't see that? What the uh, push cover title? Yeah, well, nobody watched that. No, but I mean, like I was looking through. Yep, she beat Martic in, in that final. Oh, see, I didn't even look up there. I missed three of them. Jingju, Hiroshima, and whatever that one is. Those internationals. Okay, but that was a premiere that she won. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bitch, I missed that all together. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Pliskova. And, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not doing that. Whatever those other girls are. Okay, well, she won a title. I didn't didn't realize it. That was right after the US Open. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, whatever. The, the the reason I didn't have a I didn't end up with a fifth here is because I was mainly just looking at the women who will be playing the WTA finals because the season is basically over, so everything else is, you know, nil. And um, I mean, I thought about putting like Kvitova or Holop in the fifth spot, but I could not justify it for any reason. So I just left the fifth blank. Yeah, sorry, holla. Um, <laughs> on the men's side, I have Djokovic at one, Nadal at two, even though he's not playing this week. Team at three, Medvedev four, and I actually have Sitsipas at five. Uh, same. <laughs> I um, I gave an honorary six, uh, six spot to Federer and also Zverev just because we know 
you know, Federer is Federer, and Zverev looks like he's climbing. I'm not sold on him yet. Well, at least, I mean, as far as his season right now, like I'm not. I we'll see. He's, he's, I, I think he's. I think. First. I think right now what's motivating him is trying to qualify for London, because if he doesn't qualify for London, he's going to lose a lot of points because he won last year. Oh my gosh! So he's. I think he's really fighting really hard to try to make it. I think that's what's pushing him right now. Oh my god! I have to go back and look at that because I don't remember at all. Yeah, wow, he beat Djokovic in that final. Wow. Wow, you're in danger, sis. Like, you need to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Oh, my God, I didn't even realize. Wow, I completely forgot. Well, yeah, he better he better figure it out really quickly. That's a lot of points to lose. Mm-hmm. Woo! And um, the, the, way he's, the way he's looking, he, if he loses those points and, he, you know, his ranking drops too much, he's going to come up against the bigger guys, the bigger, play, the bigger names earlier. And that's just going to fuck him up even more because he already can't make it past these randos early in the slams. Well, maybe that's what he needs because maybe then he'll step inside the baseline in the early round. Maybe. You know? I, I don't know. I mean, even if he does get to London, he's is he going to win matches once he's there? Because if he gets there and doesn't win any matches, he's still going to lose those points. True. But, I mean, he got to give himself a fighting chance. Whew. Who are the who are the who's qualified on the men's side? Uh, on the men's side, we have Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, Medvedev, and Team. Okay, that's five. Yep, or six, five. Yeah, we got uh five spots taken so far. Okay. And uh, next up in the race, uh, Sitsipas is six. Batista Batista Agu is seven and Zverev is eight. Wow. Who's right below Zverev? Uh, Gofan. Okay, I figure. Berrettini is at ten. Come on, Berrettini, <laughs> sneak your way <laughs> in, fool. <laughs> sneak your way in. Well, we'll see. We I don't think Berrettini is very many points behind uh, Zverev either. Let me see. Where's that list? Yeah, I think he's like not even a hundred points behind. Let me see these numbers. Yeah, he's like seventy points behind Zverev. So he could oh, he could yeah. definitely move he could definitely move yeah. up to the eight spot soon. Every match counts right now for them. Every match counts. Yeah, he, he better fight for his life in Shanghai. There's okay. Let me look at the schedule for the man. I always have trouble remembering like how many are left. So they have Shanghai. And they have some smaller 250s, Basel and Vienna, and then Paris, Bercy. Okay. <laughs> I'd be forgetting about Paris. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
we've had a couple of randos in the last two, so. Um, mm. Well, I wouldn't call Kachanov a rando, but um, he did play like a rando after he won it, so. Yeah. That tournament should not be a Masters. I, I'm not really sure why it still is. I, And it's right before London. It just, the scheduling doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, I don't know like why you expect your best players to go play Paris-Bercy and then go play London the week after on a completely different court because those courts play completely differently. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't go together the way it should. Um, yeah, there's too many masters. They should take that one out. Definitely. They can move it around and and figure out a way to, to make a grass masters and take that shit out right there. Hmm. They won't, though. Well, do you have anything else at all? Uh, no, that's it. All right, well, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, I continue to rate and subscribe and, uh, and all of that good stuff, you know, it's very important and, uh, you should do it because we appreciate it. And we deserve. We absolutely deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, follow us on social media. We're at Hold Your Ponytails on Twitter, and then my personal Twitter is at Hey Steady Baby. I'm at I'm Nels. Yes, again, I am locked on Twitter, but you know, send me a friend request; it won't hurt. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. We're everywhere. Find us. Uh, I don't want to say that we're going to have another episode because I don't like to make promises that I can't keep. <laughs> I think we should, though. We might. Uh, we've, been doing pre- we've been doing pretty well. And the next yeah, we're time doing a lot we, better. The next time we record would be um, at least either before or after the WTA Finals. And I think, we're, I think we're interested enough to know how that's going down. Maybe not interested enough to watch every single match, but interested enough to follow along. I'm interested enough in Andrescu to watch how she does. Um, I want to see Bianca and uh, Naomi. They're they're uh, where are they this year? What in it's the a, rankings? No, it's oh, a new oh, venue. Oh, oh yeah, it's in Shenzhen, I think. You're right. You're right. That's got to be it. Yeah, I want to see Shenzhen. Yeah, it's yep. Well, I hope it's on a faster court because whatever that was that they were playing on um, was not it. And I don't remember having a great surface for the year-end championships since, like, Doha. That was the last acceptable hard-court surface that they had on the women's side for the year-end championships. Um, I so like I this, Istanbul. Istanbul was we liked Istanbul because Serena ran through them girls a couple well, of years did in a row. She? Uh, um, that's why we liked Istanbul. Um, <laughs> the court was still pretty trash. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 
it's just like nobody wants a slow hard court at the end of the season when they've been right. playing for 10 months out of the year. They are tired. They want to end points quickly. You can't tell these people that slow mm. courts are the better. If, you know, 50, 50 shot rallies. That's, that's what people here for. And I'm already very interested in what how the court surface for the Tokyo Olympics will be playing next year. Because like I said, uh, that court surface last week in Tokyo for the men when Novak was playing, that that surface was playing pretty fast. So if they slow that shit down, I know it's intentional. Yeah. Yep. And if it's as slow as Rio, I just won't watch. I will not be watching. Not at all. Rio was fucking torture. That was just the worst thing I've like, ever seen. My I, my uh, arms and knees was hurting watching that shit. Like oh I don't know. God. I don't know how they did it. And look 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 at the players who won those titles. Look how they haven't recovered. Think about that. <laughs> what you were doing to your best Ooh. athletes ridiculous Ugh. well anyway we went off on a tangent thank you for listening <laughs> we will try our best to be back until next time <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later bye What did I say? You didn't hear?